0: Hello everyone, today I've got one of the most successful Brazilian poker players, at least he's been ranked number one for the last few years, in addition to that he's also a celebrity coach and seminar speaker, as well as a poker streamer, among other things as well, a very talented guy, as well as a, an inspiration story, Felipe lojave Ramos.
1: I do, I do not deserve that intro, like I'm a simple guy and uh yeah but uh happy to be here thank Mm -hmm. you very much for the invitation yeah no problem uh, thank you very much
0: i read that uh you know i read that you came from like the very slums the very bottom like the slums of uh sao paulo uh is that true i mean that that's kind of a tough situation to get out of
1: it's true Yeah, yeah actually it's a funny story behind this because one day uh, Poker news um, uh, tried to do an interview with me, and they asked about my background. They said I was from a bad neighborhood, right, in Brazil. So they asked me for pictures and stuff. I sent, I sent it, and, and they were like, "Oh, you're from the, the, the actual slums. <laughs> it's not a bad neighborhood. It's like just <laughs> worse than bad." And uh, yeah, and yeah, I was born. I was born in a region in São Paulo. Called ABC, which is a mix of the surrounding big cities in São Paulo, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, my I was born whenever my parents uh, were not married. They were like twenty. Yeah, and um, used to live in the basement of my uh, grandpa's house. Oh, really? Wow! So my grandpa's house was like a. two rooms so we didn't have we didn't have a bathroom mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't have a kitchen so we had like basically okay. like two rooms and uh but spite of these uh humble beginnings was like a, an amazing beginning actually for me because such uh nice people my 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 families and i, I learned a lot from them and that's the reason that's the reason i'm here
0: Nice, nice. I mean, it must be, it must be interesting to come from uh, that kind of place and then have the su- success that you've had.
1: Absolutely, I think I think about that all the time. To be honest, when I when I think about like playing a big event or something like I could never imagine I'll be in this position. And sometimes I think like, why would I spend this money doing this if I could be doing so much more for, for, for my family, for, for, we do a lot of, we try to do a lot of, uh, charity work back there as well. And, um, it's, it's always a little bit conflicting, you know, trying to balance, balance life. I know you talk a lot about that mm-hmm. and you, and you like the subject. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge.
0: To balance life in poker, you mean? Oh, absolutely.
1: Work? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how do you... Well, I've got a couple of questions. Like, what kind of charity okay. stuff do you do? And like, what kind of... I mean, you have all kinds of work, it looks like. You must be very busy. And you're a father as well. Yeah. But like, having a kid. Like, it's like half a job at minimum. <laughs> maybe like a full-time job right there.
1: For sure. Especially for my wife. Uh, especially for my wife. We we both raise a kid. We don't have anybody that, that helps us. It's pretty much us three. And uh, she's a hero, being a mom is it's very, very tough. It's a full time job for sure. I try to help a lot and be and be present as most as most as I can. Uh by like uh finishing my sessions, staying with my baby, helping a lot uh in the mornings and a lot of activities too. Mm-hmm. But uh the thing behind the the, the charity work started because uh when i got when i got popular in poker i just wanted to to give it back so i started doing some live streams mostly over uh twitch and i decided that my live streams would be would be uh, uh charity work so everything we make from the live stream since day one we donate 100% of it and uh we actually donate donate on top of it by helping people getting started in the game, or also by helping people in our community with their with their needs, so um, I, I don't like I don't like to say that one thing is a priority for some people, and another thing is not a priority for for others, especially in a country with a lot of poverty like uh, Brazil. But we have helped people to to have a nice. A nice nice time with their families, or help them with their houses, or help with their education, or help them getting getting started in poker, which 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 something I like I like a lot to do, and this is only getting getting better. This is only getting better.
0: Really okay, I, I have some thoughts on the charity stuff, but I mean it's nice of you, it's empathetic that you're. It sounds like you're not exactly deciding what people. Uh, need for them Uh,
1: exactly and this is actually a big thing for me because let's say i have a dream let's say i have a dream and my dream and my dream is to want let's say to own a big house or to provide for my family or to to have a specific i don't own a car but let's say i i like ferraris and my my dream as a kid was to have a Ferrari, for instance. I, I don't like to put price on people's dreams or control people's dreams. I think that people like, that are going for basic needs, this is really, really, really important. Not for sure, but Yeah, yeah. and uh, we try to to prioritize, prioritize people that uh, need more. But like, I also have my dreams and I try to fulfill my dreams and I don't think that's lesser than, um, whatever other people are are wanting you know in their lives
0: oh yeah for sure i mean like yeah everyone's dream is subjective you've got to you know everyone's got their own what they what they want um we'll have to yeah. could revisit that subject i have any thoughts on that myself but definitely you
1: can't, to hear.
0: Definitely, it's a tricky subject because you have to find ways to help people but you can't you can't too controlling somehow I'm, I'm very curious exactly
1: exactly that there, there was one situation that happened to us uh by by now pretty much which was one guy he said like the his family's house was flooded right mm-hmm. and whenever it's summer in brazil some some of the places you know brazil is amazing but like it's it's very big so it has a lot of nice places has a lot of bad places too So this guy followed a couple of videos saying that his family house was flooded. And, of course, we were, like, heartbroken. We tried to help. And then we discovered right away, after making the donation, that that was a scam. So I I don't feel bad about that. I don't feel bad at all about that. Because you only give what you have. And if you have good intentions, it's all that matters.
0: Can only, uh, I mean, as long as you're giving something, then... Yeah. It's it's better than par.
1: No. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But but what I meant what I mean by that it's it's mean you only give what you have. You know, if you're a kind person, you're gonna you you're gonna give kindness. You know. And sure. like uh and, and if you if you if you keep like measuring what people deserve and what people don't deserve, you know, I don't wanna go in that way because too many, too many nice people out there. Too many people in need, and then one person that does something wrong, uh, it will put you in a bad mentality towards the whole scenario. That's what I mean. Yeah, but my, but my wife thinks I'm a stupid person. <laughs> she thinks she really thinks I'm a stupid person. That I, that I should be more, we should be more careful.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, tricky to balance people doing bad things especially when you're helping them as well. It's a tricky thing. I mean, I have any thoughts on that subject. Uh, I think we'll have to revisit that one though. I'm very curious about your poker training stuff because I could see this as like a very realistic way out of poverty for a lot of people in these countries, presuming they can actually win because if you can Mm -hmm. be an online professional poker player, you can be free Um, it's probably easier than like going to law school or, you know, becoming a dentist and the pay is probably better too. Like you're making money from the world. You're not making money from, well, I don't know the legislation, but like Mm -hmm. you're making money on like a world scale. Like it actually could be a realistic route for a number of people. So I could see how poker could be quite a good thing in, uh, countries with quite a lot of poverty. Um, and I'm curious of your experience with that.
1: I think you hundred percent correct. I think that uh each day more poker is giving uh opportunity for 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 everyone you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: I remember that when I got started i I started playing poker in two thousand and two, but I was only playing poker for fun. I didn't have any knowledge about the game mm-hmm. uh and then whenever it was like two thousand five. I got interested in trying to read something about poker. And I tried to find something and I couldn't find anything in Portuguese language. I'm Brazilian. And I didn't find any single piece of article, advice, nothing in mm-hmm. Portuguese. And I ran over uh, Daniel Negreanu's blog on the internet, Full Contact Poker. That's the that's the that's the blog I found. And quickly found some 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 books. The main book was um David Slansky, uh a book, which is probably like a one of the if not the Bible of poker uh with Slansky and all his content. And I st- I started from there. I think one of the biggest uh difficulties for us. At that time, was that because if you want to learn something new, and spe- specifically poker, you needed to know English language.
0: heard
1: Yeah, and uh, we do have English language in school, which is pretty awful. <laughs> I've studied, I've studied in like public schools, uh, pretty much my whole life, despite of one year, mm-hmm. and uh, didn't learn anything about English in school. And it was when I was like uh, nine years old, my dad came to me and he said, I will have some spare money. I still cannot put you on private school, but I'll have some spare money. What do you want to learn? And you choose something and I choose something for you. Mm. And then I said, Dad, I want to learn music. And he said, "Okay." And then you also going to English school? I said, "Okay, that's fine." So that 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 credit belongs to my dad. That yeah. didn't have much. He didn't he didn't have a house. He didn't have like a, he didn't own a place. And um, all, always financing stuff. He had a car, but it was financed, of course. And he invested on his kid. And then I started from there. I feel that like nowadays, in the area of uh, internet and, uh, and where things are, are more cheap and people have more access, uh, poker is probably one of the best, um, one of the best jo- jobs. Let's say like, that way, you can find as you said you have a freedom. You can study by yourself. You can find communities, study groups. Uh, you can study for cheap. You can start for, for cheap. There's so many uh, opportunities uh, that the poker sites offer, the, the free rolls and etc. And, and, and living, living this life on your, own, on, on your own. Sometimes like when you poor, you depend on the system pretty much. right? You need to go to school. You need to, to, to do what society accepts, which is like get a college degree, and that's not a guarantee you're going to be successful. That's not even a guarantee you're going to get a job, um, uh, especially in Brazil. So uh, by going your own path and studying poker and uh, learning more from the game, I think it's a great path. And that's, that's something I like very much to try to give people opportunity to, to, to get started in poker and always saying that they can do whatever they want uh, with poker. They can have a very healthy relationship with poker if they want to play poker recreationally, part-time, or if they want to proceed with a career. Because, honestly, if I proceeded with a career, coming from where where I came, with the knowledge I had, I think anybody can do it.
0: (laughs) Why do you say that?
1: I am not a special person. I'm not a special person at all. I'm like a, just a regular guy, and that's the truth. I I I I may have found some kind of uh, some kind of uh, quick quick learning tool uh, when I got started uh, with poker. My nature of uh, curiosity on trying to to get better on everything I was doing, but that was it. I didn't have any special talents for for a lot of time in my career I don't seek that and I don't want that to be respected or known as a good player I couldn't care less about that but like um I don't think I don't think I have like the the major credentials a poker player have to be to be successful I'm more like a hard working guy try to get around around stuff and that's how that's how I got here. My my path was complicated but, but I made it. So I think that um looking at that perspective anybody, anybody can.
0: I will say I think being hardworking is more important than having some innate talent, uh at least willing to change, I think is a big one and actually like going out being open minded, going out and trying new things sort of sort of thing, uh as well. In addition, I agree. Uh, yeah, like I do think a lot of people probably can win in some kind of context. I don't know about high stakes. I don't think that's the case. Then you need mm-hmm. something, but you can at least like win and make a living. I think. Uh yeah. um, I agree.
1: Yeah. Most most nowadays, let's say like the Brazil is one of the largest online poker markets. Really? So, yeah, so the amount of players we have living their lives, you know, paying their bills because paying your bills playing poker, for me, that's what means you are a professional. You know, that means like you make a living out of playing poker and I don't care about the rest. Mm-hmm. So we have like so many people playing and so many people living their lives from poker that I truly yeah. believe that if you if you study and you are and you, and willing to learn, you can uh, make your way. As you said, if you if you wanna climb to the highest stakes, yeah, yeah, it's gonna get at each every time more difficult. And uh I, I also when I try to climb the to higher stakes at first in my career, it, it was like a very terrible experience and difficult job for me. And uh mm-hmm. that's why I was saying all those all that stuff in the in the in the past. But eventually I found my way eventually i i i kept going and i kept uh improving
0: so why don't you talk a little bit about your path a little yeah because i understand you wanted to um you wanted to do other things first yes. uh, you were uh you wanted to be a clown in the circus at uh, some point <laughs> and, um you were in music and i think you went to school for something else yes. yeah why don't you talk about what what happened how you like ended up getting and succeeding finally
1: pleasure actually um when i when i was a kid my mom you know those things as a kid your mom your dad asks you asks you what do you want to be when you grow up and uh, my answer to my mom i said i want to be a clown i want to work in the circus All right. so <laughs> and and my dad which is a pretty funny guy he replied to me and he said you already are a clown <laughs> and Very he's awesome. he, he's like a an amazing guy and and I I really was into that I really loved I was like a, taken by like a by that experience the the magic you know behind even with cards or with uh uh, uh tricks you know acrobatics this kind of stuff and uh, but it was more like something I liked, not actually something I wanted. I wanted to do. And um, what happened in my life is that whenever I was 13 years old, in my public school, there was like some charitable charity work from General Motors, it's, which is like a worldwide uh, car company. They would take the top three students from from. Uh, from the from my high school to have an internship in their in their uh, factory and their factory in Brazil it was located in my city Mm -hmm. Hmm. and 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 I was one of the top three I was actually the third guy on that list and I made the cut and I went to work on General Motors by picking up trash of the cars, the rest of the production of the cars, and turning into hangers and selling the hangers. So that's how I got started. That was like uh, my first real job. And in between that, I was learning music. And I was learning music and I was having like a guitar classes in a a music uh, school. And I was try- and I was learning a Brazilian instrument, which is like a ukulele from Brazil, which is like a small guitar with four chords only. Yeah. And I, I, I happened to learn that and I got really good at that. And then my 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 guitar teacher invited me to 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 be a teacher at the school to teach people how to play that particular instrument.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: And, and so suddenly I had two jobs and whenever I became seventeen i did I did a test to to work in a financial company. I passed the test, and whenever I turned eighteen, they hired me and it was to work on Bank of America in sao paulo
0: So were you working three jobs now or what no
1: and then i then i quit i that was only for an internship at the General Motors. And I kept going with music, so I had two jobs. So I was doing music, and things were, were doing better. And I started working in the bank. At that time, was Bank Boston. Bank Boston branch in Brazil. And, and then I got lucky. I got real lucky, because when I entered the company, they had a process, which was like a paper payments process. And uh, I was a little bit good with computers and math this kind of stuff so I built I built a system that the 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 bank wouldn't need to print all those pages to make all those payments and there was basically uh, a program called Access Microsoft Access that would read read the stuff and that save saved millions in paper print for the company they 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 hired me so i didn't go through the internship i cut the part and i became an assistant of their managers right away
0: oh nice that's a nice little step up
1: yeah and that was when i got real lucky bank of america came in and bought bank boston and after there was like after three years i was in the company and so you you know what happens when these big acquisitions happen they just cut everybody, right? They come from top to bottom and they don't know who you are. And they say they don't need you anymore, This kind of things. And so I remember there were uh, 11 people, managers, uh, relationship managers, people that would take care of uh, customer accounts, right? And we used to work in the middle corporate business so, for instance, General Motors was one of our clients in uh like uh nestle other other companies mm-hmm. and and so they cut they cut ten managers and they offered me a job to be a manager and uh take care of their customers and I was only twenty one so oh. So, I became the youngest manager in the history of the company I was twenty one years old because of that because of that because they cut all the old people and decided to 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 put everything on the back of a kid that was 21, 21 years old and getting almost graduated on on college. I was actually going for my last year in college so so I started develop develop a lot of I um, uh, skill and get 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 bigger in the company, and that's when I learned, learned how to play poker. One guy one guy in the in my one manager in my poker in my in my department, he invited me to play poker at his house, and I could never go because I was going to college after after work and after college i would play with my band we happened to play like six days a week mm-hmm. at that time so i had no time so when i graduated i decided to go to his house play poker one day and they used to play poker there like small sitting go between friends and it was a five dollar sitting go, right uh ten, 10 reais which is our currency we play twice so 20 bucks 10 dollars pretty much you don't even go to the movies with 20 bucks on a friday night so i enjoyed the experience that's when i learned how to play poker and after that and after that I, then i started to uh study a little more a little more in the game and uh when it was when it was 2017, we already had like us big circuits uh, in Brazil. The main one was the BSOP, the Brazilian Series of Poker, and I won the BSOP São Paulo main event in 2007 while working at the bank.
0: It sounds like you already had a, like a like a proper career with the bank before before poker, so you had a little bit of money
1: correct so i was i was able to help my 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 house help my family out i was in a good good spot i had my own car i could pay for my stuff i i had a financial freedom at that time and um working in the bank sometimes sometimes is consuming but you know by beating all those goals and those numbers you get you get like a a bunch of bonuses and salaries at the end of the year and i was like uh getting awarded with that so i was doing nicely and but i never ne- even after winning in 2007 i never thought i was going to be a poker pro that, that never crossed my mind uh actually in 2007 i also won a satellite for the world series but i didn't have i didn't have a passport i didn't even had a passport i didn't have a visa or or anything and of course i didn't have time any leave from from the work (laughs) so never crossed my mind to play poker professionally there was only a by the end of the year uh, that year that i was playing in the final table in one of these 100k guarantees which was like the biggest event at that time was like 100k right so when 100k guarantee happened it was like a the talk of the town. And uh, I was going to this final table and a guy came to me and said, do you want to uh, be a sponsored pro? I said, no, thank you, because I, I work at the bank and I play poker because I like it. And he was like, no, 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 you don't understand. I wanna, we want you to be a professional poker player. We want you to have like a social media, a blog, uh, travel to play poker. And then that took me a while to, to realize that. And it was a very difficult decision for me after a lot of consideration to, to take this contract and give up on the bank.
0: Oh, so you did have to give up. Okay. I I
1: did, get, I did, oh. it, yeah, it took me a while, but I, but I gave up. Yeah, I, I had a talk with my family and my dad was like, well, you know what to do if that's really what you want to do. I explained to my dad. I was like, "Dad, if I don't work for like 24 months, I can take care of ourselves. You know, have some some money saved. It's not gonna be an issue because his main his main worry was what what's gonna happen with this poker thing, right? Nobody understands what this poker thing is, and I I was the guy providing for my family, so. What if I lose my money? What if stuff doesn't work? So I quit taking care of uh, my family in 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 my stuff. So his worry was genuine. Mm-hmm. But but that's that's when it comes up to a story that I think you're gonna you're gonna like it very much. Mm-hmm. Since since when you, do you play online poker? Since me? Yeah.
0: Uh, I played since two thousand seven, I think, something like that. Okay,
1: yeah. so I have a I have a story that is unexpected for you.
0: All right, I like the unexpected. I like mostly most of the time. I mean, it's good or good story. You like
1: it. You right. like it. it. It was it was like uh, I don't remember exactly exactly when, but it was back then when I was about to be a pro or still working oh. in the bank doing remember exactly uh, when it was but i was playing poker more seriously and uh and my dad came up to me and said if you're gonna play poker on sundays this is a big problem because sundays are, is our family gatherings and we are religious we are like uh, family people i cannot miss sundays with my family we used to gather at my grandma's house after my grandpa passed and uh, so my family would come from everywhere and meet every Sunday uh, that's some good culture I, I think we have we're very united So, and then I said dad there's no way dad. I'm I'm playing poker part time and the biggest events the biggest tournaments they happen on Sunday so what can we do? And he was like, okay, so let's see, you, you come to your grandma's house every Saturday. You don't go out, you come to your grandma's house every Saturday. So I used to come to my grandma's house, I used to play cards with her, and uh, etc. So I could be, I used to live at my parents' house still, so I could go to my room and play poker on Sundays. Okay. So so it was one of these Sundays, the first Sunday, that after after all this talk, and I was alone at home and my parents were at my my grandma's house with the whole family. And I don't know what happened and my dad my dad was like really really upset about something that happened. So he entered home, I had my door closed. He pretty much like opened my door, very like uh, energetic. My dad is a kind person, but he was like worried about something, I don't know. So he opened the door, slamming a little bit the door and asked me this question. It was worth it to be away from your family today to stay inside of a room, beautiful day, sunny outside, to stay behind a computer playing poker. And I said that I don't know if most of the time that that will be worth it, but today it's a good day, <laughs> so there are only two players in this tournament left, and it was the hundred rebuys on poker stars mm-hmm. and i and I was heads up in the tournament and uh And my dad was like, oh, you're doing well? I said, yeah, dad, a lot of players in this tournament, one of the Sunday majors, as they say, and there's only me and this guy in this tournament. And he says, like, if you, wow, if you lose now, how much do you make? And I was like, dad, if I bust now, I'll make $50,000. And he was like, bust, bust, bust. He was like desperate because he thought I could lose all that money. He was cheering for me to bust because he didn't know how the game works. (laughs) And then I said, no, that this money is locked. This money is guaranteed. So if I win the tournament, if I win the tournament, um, I will make 70,000. I think it was like 76 and 49, something like that, the payout. So he sat next to me and he watched me play and making me good questions you know interested about about what was going on oh, nice. and that was yeah and that was like a good connecting moment and i believe that i recall the heads up was against you
0: oh uh, really <laughs> I yeah forget. i don't remember this uh did did you win um I no you won
1: you won we got it in king jack versus ace 10 and you you had the best and you won
0: which year was this
1: I, I think this was early 2008 or late 2007.
0: It might be, uh, uh, I think it's 2009 is my guess. To,
1: maybe 2009 when I got back, exactly, yeah, 2009, that, that, that was 2009, exactly, 2009. I remember I was playing versus, versus you, and, uh, and you have always beaten me. <laughs> like i remember that we play like something we got heads up again the sunday 500 it, late, 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 later and then you beat me too and i got second place again and uh it was uh, like a nice story behind it
0: uh yeah i had a big downswing in 2009 and i won like a tournament which got me back up uh, as a matter of fact, so you might have been back up on my upswing after I lost like half my bankroll. I lost like I lost six tenths of my bankroll in like two days or something. I was on really tilt for a little bit. Um, yeah, I was like messing mess my head some. But uh, it's cute that uh, you're on the other end. That's funny. Oh no, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that I I that. I
1: remember that 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 result was like so much money because like earning earning in dollars, right? Especially mm-hmm. for us. It's already a big thing, so of course it's more difficult for us to play because of the of the currency value. So it costs a lot to play, but whenever you win, you you you're doing you're doing great. So and uh, that was uh, like uh, how how pretty much um, things turn around uh, with uh, with poker with my with my family. Yeah,
0: there's some magic in the tournaments, uh, at least. I think they're I'm not 100% sure. It's hard to know. Um, uh, yeah, that's one thing that's good about also playing uh, or raising money in these countries is there's, this, there's some... Um, might be able to help people get some sponsorships and that kind of thing, at least for a little while, which will... I mean, um, there should be quite some opportunity and more... I'm more of a middle class where there's where there's uh, more of a middle class in, in places where there's poverty is really a good thing. I also yeah. want to say uh, I mean it sounds like you're a really hard worker it, like constantly having two jobs and you're keeping up with family life and all that. I mean two jobs is no joke. That's like 80 plus hours a week.
1: Yeah. It yeah.
0: sounds like I mean,
1: I like I like very much what I do. And I was always like a person that whenever I I go for something, I try to to dig deep, you know, and uh, I, I hate to lose. I'm not a I'm a good loser. Nowadays, I'm a very good a good loser because my understanding has got so much better in many levels. But I I am a very competitive person so uh since 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 the since my i can i can recall when i used to play soccer when i was a little kid i was to hate to play and i know that my dad always had like a ways of teaching me things by making me nervous by trying to test me by giving me these kind of riddles and stuff for me to solve and uh, yeah i remember one day one day i wasn't like in my in my grandma's house and it was like middle of the year we have a very famous party of Saint John so uh, the party of Saint John is basically basically a gathering where you you make like traditional food, traditional drinks and you celebrate Saint John with fireworks Mm -hmm. so And whenever I used to ask my dad money for fireworks, my dad (laughs) was—he was like, "I'm I'm not gonna give you money to burn, so get over, right?" He was always like very direct, like, uh, "I don't have money to spend, and I'm gonna give you money to buy fireworks." But that the other kids are playing with fireworks in the streets. I don't care. The other kids are the other kids, and you are and you are yourself. But he he would always feel bad by saying that to me, I could see in his face. And there was one day after lunch, he saw me sad that I that I didn't have uh, fireworks to play with. And he was like, okay, I'll give you a challenge. If you complete this task, I'll give you five bucks, you go buy, you'll go buy some fireworks. I'll say like whatever you want. <laughs> just give me the just give me the task, I'll do it. And he was like, you need to sit down here in the kitchen. There's a there's a my my grandma and my mom, they were like doing the dishes. And there was this uh, this pan full of beans where we used to cook the beans. Very famous in Brazil, the, the black beans. He used to, to, to cook the beans, and then he was like, if you sit here and you hold this pan. You hold the arm of this pen for two hours without going anywhere. I'll give you five bucks.
0: <laughs>
1: I said, okay, no problem. So I sat down and I held the pen. And after like half an hour, he came to me and he started like tickling me or saying oh, I, was go- no. I wasn't going to make it. Yeah. He was like, you're not going to make it. You're, gonna, you're going to give up. I, I so you're not gonna go play. I said no, I'm not giving up. I said no, you're gonna give up. You're gonna give up. So he tried to make like a, a like a a challenge, and I I I stood there for two hours and I got my fireworks. Oh,
0: that's so funny. Yeah, that's
1: uh. <laughs> yeah. They that probably taught me a lot about the the resilience you need to to sit down at a poker table and endure.
0: Well, uh you definitely earned your fireworks. I don't think I don't think as a little kid I've uh done anything like that. I can say I, I like stood outside in the cold and was paid for that, but a lot more money than for a lot more money than five dollars. <laughs> okay, uh, I mean
1: Okay, but that's uh that's a big challenge.
0: Yeah, I guess yeah. And hold a hot pan for two hours It'd be annoying as shit. No, um, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, he
1: was playing mind games with me. He wanted me to give up, so he wanted to teach me a lesson. Probably the worth of money. Probably.
0: The value of resilience. Something like that.
1: Something between those lines, yeah.
0: Yeah. So do you think um do you think people in uh in Brazil can make it in poker without like having like um a decent amount of money? Do you think that's possible?
1: I think that's very possible. I think that's what's going on nowadays. Because whenever I started, there was a lot of promotion, a lot of like big competition with the poker sites, making like free rolls, giveaways, and uh, sponsoring people. So uh, for sure you recall at that time, if you were like to succeed in like a WSOP event, you get like, snap sponsored by sure. right some 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 poker side so i call that time that period of time post moneymaker let's say the, the the poker dream right oh, yeah, where yeah. there was like a lot of opportunity for everyone and post black friday i think we lost that we lost that so it was like a uh, uh, tough times uh, very difficult for you to maintain yourself as a, as a regular poker player, not many opportunity for people, and then came GG Poker, I'm not saying that because I work for GG and I'm a GG investor or whatever, but like GG is just like a, just, just bring the poker dream back, you know, because when you play on GG if you verify your account, you can get like a ticket for free to play every 24 hours, you know Mm -hmm. so today on my stream I was doing a live stream today on Twitch uh, before this interview review and there was one guy that came to me and he was like oh I verified my account I I get this ticket for free every 24 hours and I already have a hundred dollar bankroll so
0: I mean that is a lot for someone yeah
1: it's huge All right. so somebody that started from zero right somebody that started from 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 nothing. I'm not that guy. I separated 500 bucks when I started playing poker. And I say, this is the 500 bucks I'm going to spend by going out, by going to the movies, whatever. I'm not going to do that. So if I lose this money, I'm not going to go see Spider-Man. spider mans not going to pay me anything. So I'm just going to like invest this money. I already had this mentality of going to invest this money, see what, what, what's going to happen. So I used to play the 20 bucks Sunday tournament that it was like uh, you could get all you can eat pizza for 20 bucks and play in a in a poker tournament. So I, I, I was going there every Sunday, you know, so that I could eat for 20 bucks and play a, and play a poker tournament. So nowadays I feel that the situation we have now is, is that a lot of people have a lot of knowledge and if they want to dig for information, they can find so many poker courses for free or for a small amount of money, in Portuguese language. So, within the opportunities and with the 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 education part as well, I think that if you really want, you can become a poker player. That's a no-brainer.
0: Well, that's that's actually great news. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, I hope that's true because it really is just... Um, can't emphasize it enough. It just seems like a solid outlet if someone has enough uh, has enough work ethic uh, to get out of I mean I want to see poker grow too to yeah. get, get out of poverty to have like a decent wage in many of these places um, yeah yeah it reminds me of my college days when I had uh, I had lost a lot of money and then I had like three hundred dollars from like five dollars it and goes and ten dollars and goes and I was so happy you know, And used that to grind up. Out of nowhere, and I was working at McDonald's for a month, and like that was in the USA. So, like, I can only imagine mm-hmm. that a hundred dollars in Brazil, you know, it'd go like, kind of a far away if they have like the a right. lot.
1: Yeah, a lot. And then, the, this part, as I said about the communities, the education, etc., the stables. Nowadays, if you want to play poker professionally, and you have this is a you have zero experience and you want to play poker for a living, mm-hmm. a stable is going to hire you. Uh, how about that? This, is two, this is 2023. You just need to have time. If you say like, I have time, I can grind 6 to 8 to 10 hours a day, they will train you, they will give you a staking deal, and then you don't need money to, to, to play. And, uh, yeah. So that's amazing.
0: Uh, well, tell, well, it's not the only place that you've actually succeeded, and I hope, uh, I hope people find more success at that, or more people find success along the same route. Uh, why don't you tell us how you transitioned from poker into becoming uh, a streamer, and then uh, have, being a seminar speaker and all this other stuff? Because it seems like, yeah, it seems like you succeeded along many different avenues. I would say.
1: I mean, my, my background c- coming from the bank was always like study a lot, get prepared a lot for public speaking, for dealing with customers, for uh, managing risk. So my position in the bank, I could approve a bank loan, for instance, and I didn't need anybody up to an amount. So, So I needed to... Do risk management while doing the negotiation with the customer as well, and by having a very good relationship with with uh, with people. And when I started playing poker, I realized that those were skills that I also needed in poker, and they would and they would overlap. Mm-hmm. So first time when I tried to write something about poker strategy to give some poker coaching or create something like a poker training, I was like, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna put my thoughts into like actual actual like uh content? And so my background comes from business administration and then I studied marketing business administration and finance. So all that I knew was was based on that so i say okay what is working here for for these people who are the main speakers who are the main authors then i i remember that i found the four piece of marketing which was like one a big piece where like uh uh that that we learn a lot in school so i said to myself i say i'm gonna create the four piece of poker what are the four things you need to to have in order to be a successful poker player. So I started to write about it and that, that got massive. They got like uh, popular. And then suddenly I got more students, suddenly I started to be invited to 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 give coaching and to hold seminars in companies talking about that analogy of uh, playing poker and using the skills you need to succeed as a poker player. In business, in your personal life, uh, and in your relationships as well, and things escalated from there up to I got to coach celebrity celebrity f- footballers because I got known social media because I went to uh, I was even hired by like f- football teams to to to. To help with with uh, my content, with training, going to companies, even my old boss in the bank, he hired me <laughs> to go back to the bank and to speak about my journey to the to the employees. Huh. That's like that's like crazy. That's like a I could never imagine that. And I started, and then I started streaming uh, very very like um, sporadically because streaming is. Uh, very time consuming and you don 't build an audience you don't don't get to build an audience if you 're not consistent so I started streaming a long time ago but i i i I gathered a nice audience in the beginning, but i didn 't kept that audience because i wasn't uh really uh consistent at that and when I got some consistency and I decided to stay more uh online and give advice for free host free roles and, and have fun with people, I discovered that I, I I loved and I liked poker way more than I than I thought I, I I loved because so many people you can help along the way with like some friendship, you know, some some nice words or some poker advice or an opportunity for them to play that it's really a blessing so my community nowadays is it's like my family is like something very dear to me that that i just want to keep going and help them more and try to transform and help by lead somehow by by the stuff i do by the examples i could give by not by the stuff i i talk so and and we're growing from there. We became number one streamer in the region. Uh, my stream is consistently in Portuguese language, but of course we speak Spanish and um, English as well, but mainly in Portuguese. So we often often at the top top streams, not even speaking English. So that's a it's a big accomplishment for us. And I, I I love it. I love this challenge of uh, reinventing yourself. I think that my game also have gotten so much better by exposing myself, by having to explain the 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 bullshit I do with Ace 3 off, <laughs> and and uh, you know and um, get away with that. So it's 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 been like a, a nice journey, and I think that I I found myself, and that's that's what I want to do. I don't want to look at other things.
0: Wow. It sounds like uh, it opened up so many avenues for you to write about it. And yeah, it sounds like it's really popping off uh, for you. I actually want to do something similar, although I didn't realize it could land that hard. Um, Are there many business people that are interested also in the way poker can apply for them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the, uh, I'll tell you that in the past I've coached like a, presidents vps really? managing managing directors of like big companies they 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 let's say that poker nowadays is their favorite hobby and they're smart people and they know that they need knowledge they need knowledge they need experience to succeed in poker most of the time they are involved in private games, so most of the time they they want to travel so let's say they want to go to Bahamas, Vegas, Barcelona to play some poker and of course they don't want to be uh losing, right? They want to they they want to learn up to a up to a level that they can keep this lifestyle. Like when you go golf with your buddies and you can talk business, and now you can sit at a poker table and you can talk business with people that have the same common interests. So, I feel that poker has, has grown to be the number, one, the number one activity to bring people, to bring people together. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when the opportunities showed up for me by being on these games and people inviting me to, to teach them a little bit more of what I was doing. So I can only imagine what, what could be the route for a person, a person like you. You can definitely go on that route and find a lot of success. By being a speaker, by talking about your experience itself, it's a lot too much. is already too much to to try to help people to have some shortcuts in their life by doing the right things, by all the 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 things you've done correctly and done incorrectly as well.
0: Oh, thanks! You're sounding like a what is it, What is it? Motivational speaker. I can see. No, but
1: hear. that's. But that, that's the truth. You have, that, you have that in you. You have that approach. You, you like to, to talk about those things. I can feel that, you know? And, uh, and, uh, and if you go that route, that, that's not... You, I mean, you know how poker players are. This is not like a, a problem, right? But most of us, we are a little bit introverted. We like poker too much. We don't grow interest outside, outside, of, outside of poker, right?
0: I don't know if that describes you that much. Don't seem that introverted, or, I mean, you're also doing music and like you got the seminars and you know, all kinds of things.
1: Yeah, it, but 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 I uh, but I like to say that all my eggs are in the same basket. It's everything poker related. Everything I do is poker related. Even even uh, I started a company in Brazil with uh, with a friend of mine, with a uh, uh, Danish guy which lives in Brazil. Uh, which is called vegan business. It's basically a company, uh, equity crowdfunding company, where you can be an angel investor of helping like a very sustainable company to grow in the market, right? And all that started with poker. Even that business, it was poker related. I could only get that opportunity because, because, because of poker, so. I'm not actually doing much. I actually have my eggs in the same basket. I, I love poker and I, I don't want to do anything else. As I said before.
0: All right. Uh, well, I mean, it's working out really well for you showing like all the outlets that really can bring that it's actually a viable career. It's like, I mean, you're showing how you're the real world example of how it's a viable career and not just like places like the U S. Um, and you've done a really great job. Like, very inspirational story. Working with celebrities and who knows? Um, maybe you. it's the thing of. Maybe it is even the thing of the future. Um, I've heard also you yeah. talk with. Uh, You're a close friend of uh, this guy Neymar. Um, I think he's like a huge soccer player, a superstar. Do you talk much yeah. with him? Poker?
1: Yeah. I- not very close to to him anymore as I used to be, but like back in back in two thousand and fourteen, back in two thousand and fifteen, I was the guy that introduced poker to him, giving him some poker lessons and uh uh developed some some friendship and used to go play poker together and uh, and uh, a co- poker coaching and et cetera. so it's basically it's basically what I told you before. People from other activities, they happen to like poker a lot, you know. Let's say you're a footballer, your favorite like hobby is to play poker. You're like a musician nowadays, your favorite hobby is to play poker as well, right? So there was this one time when I was like playing... Uh, I met Ronaldo, the legendary football player from Brazil... Oh, okay. And, and Ronaldo started following me on social media. I was <laughs> like, Holy shit. Ronaldo is following me on social media. And then suddenly Ronaldo was like, Hey, do you wanna go dinner? I'm inviting you to go dinner and uh in and, and etc. I was like, What's going on? Because I was getting known for the stuff I was doing on in poker, right? But I could never imagine like play like a soccer game with Ronaldo or even meet Ronaldo. It was like, a, I remember that I was like going back home and bringing like a bunch of uh, signed shirts of Neymar to to my cousins and my, my my dad, whenever it was his birthday, was like, everybody was like, whoa, this is amazing because it's our number one, it's our number one sport. And I would like to use your platform and uh, the voice you're giving me. To say thank you to all these people because sometimes they are judged by society by playing poker because let's say a guy like Neymar, for instance, he has like a big game to play and he's playing some poker. If he loses lose the game, let's say for Brazil or for his team, stupid people will blame him. Yeah, because this guy was playing poker. Because this guy is addict. because, because this guy is whatever. So, for people to use their images and help our game to grow, they they are put sometimes in very tough situations, and I would like to to thank all of them for 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 doing that, because especially in Brazil, poker has got a lot of popular because because of these guys. Some of them we're very close friends until nowadays. Some of them we're not, but like uh, uh, we pretty much uh respect and like each other very much and I think that has done a lot for our for our sports. I'm a small guy in poker. Very small guy in poker. Maybe I'm a little bit known in the community. But when you talk about like the outside community of poker, nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows who I am. But everybody knows who Ronaldo is. Oh, yeah, and yeah. if he's playing poker, poker is cool.
0: Yeah, it's got a bit of that going on in LA and Los Angeles too. Uh Leonardo DiCaprio and Who else is playing? Um, There's a few other actors playing. uh, They're quite big time. Um, Yeah,
1: that's pretty cool. I heard about Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, right? Something like this.
0: I don't know if they play anymore, but I know Leonardo plays. Yeah, That's pretty
1: nice. He's a very inspirational guy.
0: Um, Really interesting people. Or really famous people, I should say. I mean, Leonardo is supposedly quite smart also, but I don't know him. I just know.
1: Absolutely. The guy is like a... Has given like millions, millions, millions donated millions of his own money to help other people. He's like uh, one of the role models I have. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, uh, in many ways, me too, I guess. Or some ways, I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, but he's just heard he's that he's quite smart, which is interesting. Um he, he does actually take a stand for climate change, which is very important.
1: Exactly. Yeah, me myself, like uh, I try to uh help and work with that a little bit whenever i learn about the the world world issues mm-hmm. and uh that that was when i be i became vegan that was when i became like more aware of my actions and uh that's 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 why i invested in the vegan business company to try to to help that too and i think that's the that's the that's the future Right, We need a more sustainable future to in order to survive.
0: I agree. I, I agree completely. And that's probably why I made the podcast. That is a big reason why I made the podcast, I should say. There's other reasons too. But uh, to help assist the creation of a more sustainable future. I Many different ways to get more... Um,
1: I know. You started your own charity now, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, I've decided that the biggest way that's to make... That's awesome. It, yeah. I, I've decided the biggest way to make an impact is through children's education, but also through children's, um, not just education in the conventional sense, but through sports and games, actually. I think poker could be, if monitored correctly, could be a good way for really a lot of... Well, if it has to be monitored correctly, and that I don't totally understand. But you're
1: absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You can teach to a kid a lot of a lot of things by playing, playing a poker game, and it's a game. You know, has no monetary value. And uh um it, it it's like a game of chess, you know. Learn about strategy, how to deal with people, like a very good activity. I mean, I'm from Brazil. Sports save lives, you know. They save lives every day. People that are going to crime and they're going to train football. People that are going to a badge. Uh, they have bad influences in their neighborhoods but they decided to go play volleyball because there's like a a, vo- a volleyball charity work and uh, volleyball is pretty big in Brazil uh, we're being historically one of the best countries in the world and which which is a shame when people only think about Brazil when they think about soccer when they think about like a carnival and women whatever and um, we have so much so much of great things uh uh, and I think the sport is very disciplinary. So for education, sports, is probably the best, the best thing, the, pe- the best thing you can apply for for a kid.
0: Mhm. It, if done right, it maybe there maybe something. Oh, kind of,
1: uh, of course, yeah. If done, if done right. Yeah, like like, I, like uh, everything else. Like uh, this. By these days, we're having like a big discussion about sexual education for kids. You know.
0: That's a tricky one. And I. But yeah. That's a
1: tricky one. But like, that's, that's very necessary. But of course, such as poker, if done right. If done right. Yeah. You know? Because like, you don't want like all these young women getting pregnant. You don't want all these sure, yeah. young people getting like a, a disease. So you need to talk about the subject whenever people are young, not like become a taboo. 100%. Yeah.
0: I but, mean, this is, this is kind of, this is, well, these are all the reasons why. I made the charity and also it has a lot of capacity to grow working on all that and making it strategic in a certain way. I actually have a very limited number of time. Um, do you want to talk about your plans before you go? What are your you, uh, plans for in charity or yeah, absolutely. poker? What are you going to do?
1: Sure. Actually, my, big, my biggest uh, challenge nowadays professionally is that uh, working with Gigi Poker in Brazil... Mm -hmm. We're we're starting to host live events. So uh, we are uh, together sponsoring uh, uh, a great, a big, uh, like one of the most known live circuits in the world called the KSOP GG Poker now. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're hosting for 2023 five big tournament series. And uh, they happen to, to be happening in the most beautiful cities in the world, like Rio de Janeiro, mm. like uh, yeah. Balneário Cambodia, And uh, our goal is to grow poker. Our goal is to grow poker, and it's to bring opportunity for everyone. So we mix a lot poker with other activities. And uh, and uh, now we're running the satellites on Gigi Poker as well. So we have our first event like, we. What happened is, like, we had to cancel the satellites then because we didn't have enough rooms anymore. Really? Yeah, so it would be really nice to have you when you want to come. And I'll be your host. I'll help you out with anything you want.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. Somebody yeah. Offer.
1: Yeah, and then uh, maybe, maybe soon enough you can come as well and play some uh, WSOP event in Brazil too. Mm-hmm. And I also go go for some career achievements while having some fun and knowing Brazil. I'm pretty sure you're gonna love Rio and gonna love uh, South Brazil, uh, which are very uh great places, very nice places uh to visit. And so my I'm I'm uh that's the reason actually I'm not traveling hundred percent Anymore to all these big poker stops. So for now, the PCA is going on. I'm not doing that because I'm not playing this EPT or whatever because I'm committed to growing poker in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So that of course, I'll be playing some, some big events like uh, Triton, like WSOP Vegas and uh, other events from time to time, but not as much as I used to. Like in 2017, I won the award of a player that cashed in the most countries. I'm not. I'm not doing that shit anymore. You know. Plus, I'm a married man and I have a kid, so it's it's too much. And uh, so that's that's my that's my uh, my professional goals. And as as personal as personal growth and uh, with the charity thing, I'm uh, I, I want to help companies to become sustainable. I want to that new companies come up in the market or the old companies become more aware uh, of the destruction and everything bad they're doing. So that's why we started this uh, company in Brazil called Vegan Business. And that's uh, something that's going really, really, really well now for the third year. So I'll I'll probably spending my time with these two things and my family, of course. And uh, playing poker on Twitch.
0: Okay. So some amazing plans. Uh, definitely kudos for raising vegan awareness. And yeah, i catch you at a Triton. And uh, I'll come down to Brazil at some time as well. It'll be great to see you. You
1: anyway. will, will, really nice. will be really nice. You will be really nice. You're already my guest. hmm And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to meet you in person and uh, catch up more. You're a very interesting guy. You too. And uh, and I, I like what you're doing, so congratulations for not only for the podcast, because for me it's five AM right now and I had like a, a rough day and then I was like whoa but I wanna be on with Daniel Cates in the podcast, so I was very excited. Thank you for having me. It's
0: been great having you.